You're listening to the Everyday Astrology Podcast. I'm Hilary Scott, your astrologer, and I'm here to bring you the current planetary conditions. So I hope you are doing well. It's, uh, it's kind of hard not to feel pretty good around this full moon, leading up to the winter solstice, leading towards the end of the year, because Jupiter is in a really nice formation connecting to the full moon that gives us like hope and luck and opportunity and truth. There's a um, sextile between the sun and Jupiter not long after the full moon on the 18th. And that same day, Venus will be going retrograde. So there is a whole lot going on in the last couple weeks of this year. The full moon is in Gemini, which is a very um, verbal, communicative, but sometimes also kind of like slippery. It can be like double two-sided, the, the devil and the angel. And often the Gemini energy doesn't acknowledge itself. It doesn't acknowledge it's two different sides. It's interesting because it, it doesn't seem to be very, that particular energy doesn't seem to be aware that the dark side and the light side within them, unless they have other stuff in the chart mitigating it, like maybe like a Scorpio moon or Mercury in Scorpio or Sagittarius, something that, that gives like the, the urge to dig deep might allow a Gemini character to be able to see what they've got going on. So we could be dealing with that in in the world right now as well, this sort of double speak or two different sides of the story being communicated and neither sort of admitting the other's, I guess, authenticity or truth. It's very tricky, but there is really good energy around the full moon. So even though there's some tricky aspects, there's also really lovely things like, for instance, this energy of Jupiter sextiling the sun it gives us hope and I always feel like hope is like a passive word. I don't know why. I have a, a dislike for the word hope. It just seems so like, well, I hope so. It's it's le- it's not um, decisive enough. <laughs> like like it's, I want to know so, not hope so. I mean, even if it doesn't turn out the way you wished, it's better to kind of be, you know, certain of what you're creating. It's important in, in, to, to create what we want to create, that we have like a sense of certainty to it. And even that we declare, like we use our, I think that's something that's important around the full moon is we can be very conscious of our inner workings, more aware of what's going on because of this opposition and, and between the sun, which is in Sagittarius, right at the galactic center. And that's pretty cool because... The galactic center is a point in Sagittarius where they say that all that connects to star seeds, people who have galactic origins or awarenesses, often people that have connections to this part of the chart are aware that they are, you know, maybe they've they've had contacts with extraterrestrials or other dimensional beings or they channel information. Or there, there's just like a, a greater awareness of of the deeper underlyings of reality when this point in the chart is activated. So to have the full moon opposite the sun in this area, I think is very, very, like it portends good things is, is a good way to put it. Because we can see the truth with 
this energy because the truth comes through the Sagittarian area. So it should give us like a, a like a glaringly obvious, you know, pointing out of what the real truth is. So that's cool. We just have to sort of hang in there because it seems pretty crazy out there in the world. And even where I'm in Canada, they're actually, they've, they've like gone to, they've shut everything down again and they're telling us what we can, how many people we can have for Christmas and, and they've canceled sports events and like all the, all the things just like in 2020, which is interesting because when it went down in, in March of 2020, there was also a Saturn square Uranus happening and we're coming up to this this exact square between Uranus and Saturn and that again is is happening and it's they're recreating this sort of like push to scare us into doing what they want so it's pretty crazy it's like it, it almost is like I just can't believe it's still going on. I'm just like, it's so ridiculous. So many things about it are so ridiculous. And and especially if you, you do go down the rabbit holes, all of this has been predicted. So it's like, okay, here here's the next step in the totalitarian tiptoe. But it's it's also frustrating because it's like, come on, how like how can we how can we just go on with this? It's just so insulting, is what it feels like. But that's what we're dealing with right now. So there is this sort of rising up with the Uranus energy, this this resistance to the controlling Saturn energy. And that, I think, is our saving grace. Ultimately, on one level, we're trying to be like squished and silenced and, and controlled, even exterminated. And on another level, we're being lifted and freed and made conscious of what's going on. So there's there's definitely sort of a battle royale going on between these sort of different aspects of humanity. It's crazy. So keep that in mind when you're sort of touching base with what's going on in your life and, and what you need to fix and and focus on and create it's hard not to get distracted by it all but if you can kind of focus on what you want to create and you know use your power of declaration and write write it out write down what you want to create especially like you know the three days following the full moon still gives you a lot of of that like full moon energy so write down what you want to create write down what you want to let go of and what you're ready to be done with which is really great like Let's just be done with it already. <laughs> that would be great. But there might be other things in your life that you're done with as well. With Gemini, it does have to do with communication. It can have to do with travel and um, often though more short distance travel. Sagittarius is more like the world traveler, the opposite of Gemini. But the sun is there right now too in Sagittarius, creating this opposition with, with Gemini. So there could still be like something about travel that's on the like horizon or that travel's being restricted, which it totally is right now. So it's like, I'd like to be so hopeful and optimistic, but then this crazy shit just keeps happening. So it's hard to be like constantly up about it. In fact, it's been an incredibly difficult year to try and process. Oh, anywho, what we've got here is this full moon. There are some tricky energies around the full moon with Venus and Pluto and also there's a square to Neptune that day it could make things fuzzy and not clear. And the Venus and Pluto energy, it's right at the end of Capricorn. And it's 
conjoined. It's like within one degree. So that's very powerful as it's about to go retrograde too. So we could go through a period where our values, we have to reestablish, rework, re-understand what we value. Maybe like, it, you know, with all the things shutting down and like it actually in, in, the, in the new list of things we can and can't do, we can't sing and we can't dance. It actually has that listed there. I was like, wow, singing and dancing, hey, you, you've taken that as well. Which I'm pretty sure they did in like with all the communist takeovers in China and in Germany and stuff too. Singing and dancing was not allowed. I heard in, in China they even killed the birds and killed all the birds and what else was it? Oh, pulled out all the flowers at some point in China when the, when the um, communism really took over. Because they didn't want birds and flowers because they made people happy. And happiness is not allowed, nor is dancing or singing. So that, that could be kind of what the Venus retrograding is hitting on. Like that things that bring joy are being removed from our lives. And Venus likes it nice. Venus likes you know, the finer things in life and, and pretty and cute and beautiful and harmony, sophistication, all the sort of refinements of life Venus likes, yummy food, socializing, all the kind of fun, fun things, the joyful things in life Venus is into. So having it go retrograde and it's conjoined Nept or conjoined Pluto, it could be bringing up a lot of stuff. It could be bringing up a lot of deep painful emotions because Pluto can be really painful Pluto can it's often in charge of what we've suppressed or what we've disowned things that we we don't want to deal with that we kind of run screaming from or you know drink ourselves out of the realization of or you know binge watch ourselves into a whole new reality where we don't have to deal with whatever it is that needs to be dealt with with Pluto though when it's active it triggers things to come up so it's always better to lean in and do the inner work kind of ask yourself self-reflect what am I feeling what what does it mean it's okay to feel what I'm feeling that's the part like we're, we're in our society we're so kind of taught to suppress our feelings we're not taught to honor our flow or our emotional selves in any way we're, we're taught to suck it up and you know, get there on time and, you know, stay until we're finished. And we're sort of really conditioned, especially through schooling. Like my nephew's been started daycare at one years old. So he's literally been on a full-time job his entire life, which is really, you know, can you imagine? I can't imagine that's what human life was meant to be doing. I just can't imagine. I just feel like we're much more magical beings than to have our whole world controlled and dictated. So it's sort of next level that this is going on. We all might be feeling the like the pull within us. Sometimes too, though, when Pluto is triggered, we've had it triggered already. Like we're a, it isn't such a surprise whatever comes up when Pluto is triggered. Like we've already gone through it. We've already... Very rarely is it a shock to us. Sometimes if we're really good at suppressing what we really feel, then it can be a real shock. But generally, it's, it's, it's often even processed sort of before the big transits happen. 
So stay tuned to yourself, figure out what, what you need to feel, what you need to release. Maybe with the Gemini energy, you have a friend that you can talk to who can hold the space for you to communicate whatever you're feeling. I'm very fortunate and blessed with good friends in my life that allow me to express whatever I might be needing to express or cry my eyes out about whatever I might need to cry my eyes out about. It's it's nice to have, it's like having your own built-in therapy when you have a friend that you can talk to like that. So hopefully you do and you can talk to them about what's going on or somebody that you love and that will help you process it out of your system. Even just acknowledging it, even just being, holding a space of compassion for your own self to feel what you feel is is so transformative. And this is a transformative time. There is no doubt about it. With the Venus going retrograde on the 19th, the same day that Jupiter is, is sextile the sun and trine the moon, it gives us, I think, an optimistic review of what we need to learn. And if we have to give up some of our pleasures or some of the things that we we value, for instance, we un- will understand why or it won't be such a big deal. Like, for instance, I really like to go away for the winter because I really like warm Mexican sunny weather. <laughs> and it's not too far of a, a place to get to from where I am. I mean, well, it's like a, a four-day drive, so it's not that close either but it's very feasible but I can't I can't leave the country because I I'm not going to be part of you know I'm not going to be injected I'm not willing to take the risk for travel to be like oh well, yeah sure like yeah there's no long-term studies and yeah they don't know how it'll affect fertility and yeah tons of people are dying so, but I really want to travel. I've, I've gotten that. I used to value travel and really want to go like at all costs. But now I've like just effortlessly relinquished this thing that I really valued before because I really value my health and my peace of mind more than I value travel. So it's that we're kind of like maybe doing some negotiating like that within ourselves. And it's actually a nice place to be. Like I don't feel... Like I'm sacrificing or I'm missing out or I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that decision. Maybe because I'm making it for myself. So there may be as Venus retrogrades and it's kind of a long, slow retrograde. It will give you a chance to really evaluate what you value. Evaluate. And that way you can be, you know, there, there might be whole new things for you to value now. Like all, like... Go through and, you. I mean, Venus will do that. You might feel, sometimes Venus can make you feel sort of when it's retrograde, like depressive or, and because Pluto is like conjunct this whole show right now, there is like this weight to it. There's definitely a weighty, ponderous, deep diving energy. But if you like to investigate and you like to dive deep, then this is perfectly supportive energy. You're going to feel really like, clear and aware and certain and maybe fortunate and there's probably opportunities all around you right now because of the Jupiter energy so you know even though things might be hard there is also a lot of amazing stuff going on like really powerful transformative energy that we're experiencing like an upgrade I wonder if you felt that there's like there's more kind of 
energy in the air. There's more of like an electrical charge going on. And they actually say that during the full moon, the electromagnetics of the planet make it so that herbs and flowers and and like medicinal herbs that, that the earth plane grows for us actually are the most nutrient dense. So you want to harvest things like, you know, dandelion leaves or... I guess this isn't the time of year for that here, but you know, you want to harvest the medicines around you at the full moon because they're they're most potent. So we too are at our most potent at the full moon. And it can be like if you're not in tune with yourself and you you tend to ignore your your subconscious sort of like whatever's going on down there, then the full moon can really give you a slap in the face <laughs> about it. Like, this is how you really feel. And this is what you're you're thinking. And it's all kind of right in your face, very bright and clear. So, but that's good because we don't want to be, I mean, the truth will set us free, right? So if we're lying to our own selves, then that is not going to get anybody anywhere. So what else do we have here? Um, I guess the, the, there is because the Pluto and Venus are conjunct, there could be like relationship stuff come up, like all kinds of different things. Power struggles, Pluto often has to do with power. So when it ties in with Venus, there can be like some sort of power struggle going on that, you know, is frustrating. It's always good whenever Pluto's active to think of the greater good of all, not just yourself. Selfish action connected to Pluto can just be really you know, it just puts you in a bad place or, or, you know, you, you get caught lying or cheating or whatever selfish thing you're doing, it gets kind of shoved in your face. So it's, it's best with Pluto energy. I mean, always it's best to consider how your actions will affect other people because sometimes, you know, things can happen where you, you act without thinking and then you end up, you know, ruining relationships or whatever. Like, you know, if somebody cheated on someone else, well, they were in the moment and there was this guy and whatever. And then the, and then the relationship is ruined because trust can be destroyed in seconds, even though it takes a whole lifetime to build it. So keep that in mind that there is an intense energy with this conjunction with Venus and Pluto. But you could also really dive into creativity and maybe write a song or poetry or maybe you could like write a whole screenplay in a weekend or the, the, the focus and the power that can come from that and Pluto using its transformative power to bring beauty through Venus and harmony and balance could be something that is going on as well. So it depends on where it is in your chart obviously and, and how you interact with the energy because you never know I mean, well, you know if you look at your chart and you can and you're able to do that. But it's um it's definitely powerful. There's no doubt about it. We're in some very powerful times. And we're also coming up to the solstice, the solstice on the twenty first. The sun enters Capricorn and it's a powerful time. Now the light will start returning, which thank goodness, it's weirdly dark here. It's like getting dark at like four o'clock in the eve in the evening and it's it's disorientating. I don't know why, but I just find it very like I keep thinking, I'm like, is it really this dark? Does this make any sense? Life is very weird right now. 
So coming up the solstice, right before the solstice on the 20th, we do have a really lovely trine between Uranus and Mercury. So we could be, and there's also a trine between the moon and Neptune. We could end up getting really like downloads of, I love that. Uranus is like flashes of insight, like just downloads of information. Suddenly you understand a whole concept or you understand a whole like a whole canon of information just comes to you. And it's kind of cool. Like the astrology, the, all the symbols, that's that's something that, that when you're learning astrology, you have to learn all these symbols, right? And as you learn all the symbols, you each symbol has like a book of meaning behind it, like a whole bunch of information in just this one symbol, like a whole book. So each thing, like if you look at the symbol for or the glyph for Mercury, it's a beautiful little representation of the energy. And as you learn all these symbols, it's like a whole language that you can learn. But if you have the knack, if you have the knack for astrology, which usually people that even dip their toe, they're kind of drawn to it and there is a knack there naturally, you can download all this information very easily and and understand astrology much more easily than, than you would think it would be to understand it. So Uranus connecting to Mercury is, is a kind of a symbol of that happening. Like you could download very important information and understand complex ideas in a very easy way. And, and it's a very truthful energy as well. So I hope that the whole world can see what's really going on here so we can just get on with things because oh I just hope it's not true that that this is like a 10-year plan and we're just on like year two at this point but it does seem to be true this whole great reset thing and it's following along right according to the the plan so I guess in that sense it's better to be prepared for it to keep going on and build our own little worlds beside it as much as we can and keep speaking the truth the trine between Mercury and Uranus. That is powerful. On the 21st, also powerful. It's the, it's the, the four power points of the year are, are at the solstices and the equinoxes and, and when the seasons change. So the cardinal signs are the, the ones that kind of stand at the gates of the season changes. And Capricorn is the one that's standing on this gate. Interestingly, the, the moon on that day of the solstice will be opposite to the Pluto or to Pluto and to Venus again activating that Pluto Venus conjunction energy on the solstice so this the powerpoints of the year can actually kind of forecast astrologers look to those the charts for the winter solstice and and the equinoxes to see what the next three months are going to be like and it kind of gives you um, a snapshot from whatever the chart is. So there, I think the next three months are going to be pretty intense, especially because having Pluto and Venus there in Capricorn. But I do, even though this is kind of intense and, and that same sort of digging and understanding and reevaluating, figuring out things that have value, it really is like a resetting of priorities and using our discernment and and we have discernment that's for sure we we are born with it freedom is our birthright and our ability to perceive the truth we all have it and hopefully now with this plutonian energy being so strong we're able to access it tricky part though i guess is that pluto can be a you know the dark side of pluto is is control and power and 
It can be like abduction and rape and um, like all the dark taboos, like ritual abuse would be under Saturn and Pluto. So all kinds of, you know, dark side stuff can be connected to Pluto too. So that's the other side of the story. There is like this, this opposition struggle going on between what is right and true and divine and from our like you know our divine rights as as earthlings to this sort of big pull for power and and you know even there's certain countries that are are considering like actually forcing the vaccine on people like it's going to be mandated for children i think it was just announced costa rica was going to announce it for children i have a hard time believing that and then also there's Austria saying that the whole population must be vaccinated. So that is very Plutonian. Like, you know, who are you to say that we should be the, like, participating in this experiment by force? Like, what the hell? It's a crazy time. But Pluto can be, you know, when it's dark and distorted, it can, it can do some dark and distorted things. So I think that's kind of what's playing out a little here. So hopefully, strong... Um, either Uranus or Sagittarius or Scorpio in their chart. Probably Virgos are seeing things too. Um, definitely Scorpios. Anybody with that sort of digging type personality or, or also rebellious nature is, you know, it's all very obvious to them because they've always been seeing the stuff that's going wrong, like the wrong stuff going down in society. So anyway, I hope that you're able to speak your truth and that you don't shy away from it and and be brave because if we don't speak up, then like we could just really the society, our society could crumble. Societies have crumbled before. There's been, you know, histories stolen and lied about and like it's just we could let like we might be in the middle of that happening right now. So I think at least if you can see the truth, you need to speak the truth and and hopefully that, like just holding that space, will be enough to keep the vibration. I mean, we came here for a reason, right? We're here for a reason. Pluto, if anything, helps put us in touch with the power of our purpose. So keep that in mind as you head up to Christmas because there's that. There's going to be a conjunction between Pluto and Venus on Christmas Day. And then the Saturn square Uranus is the 24th that's like contentious energy it could it could ultimately be a power struggle but it's one that we're familiar with at this point we've been experiencing it for like almost two years so it's not like going to be a shock or anything although I mean Uranus does love shocking us but I just doubt that we'd be shocked at this point I think we're pretty wise to the situations that are going down but we get to be even wiser when Pluto conjoins Venus and we get to tap into our deep esoteric awarenesses because of that energy or even just tap into our wounds which is like a really good thing to tap into it feel it you can if you can't feel it you can't heal it so be willing to feel your feelings and it's frustrating and you kind of got to like like I think the getting back to normal is is never happening there is no like it it's impossible at this point, I think. So many people have lost so much that how can you ever get it back? The 26th, there's, an, there's some nice aspects. There's a sextile between Venus or Mercury and Neptune where you could get some really beautiful ideas and maybe design something or write something or 
create something or listen to music, appreciate, be an aficionado. But any sort of like important communication with the spirit realm will be very strong on that day. Like you might be able to tap into like loved ones that are gone or pets that have passed or you might even just suddenly start channeling your higher self and get really clear certain answers of what to do and where to go and but any sort of tapping into the otherworldly realms hot baths are good with essential oils and some epsom salts like make it a healing kind of brew to steep in that sort of stuff will will feed that Neptunian energy. Like, you know, when you listen to music and it's just so good, you're like, oh, my, it's just like, you know, joy to your ears. That's the kind of aspect that would create that like real appreciation of these wonderful things on the earth plane, like music, like what magic is that? So anything that does that for you, like there was this beautiful where I am in Canada doesn't actually get a lot of snow. It's on the West Coast. So when it snows, it's like, oh, it's snowing. It's like a big deal. Usually it doesn't last even overnight. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it, it can happen. But last night there was this like beautiful, big, heavy flakes. And it, it like ended up leaving like five inches of snow on all the trees and the fences. And it was just so beautiful. And I had this like laser light Christmas things that were like shining into the snow. Oh, so beautiful. That's so, sort of like, you know, little moments in life that Neptune kind of hands us to remind us that it's like precious and special and magical. It's it's very, you know, there's so much beauty on this earth plane. It's a shame that 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 isn't what's leading the way in all of this is, you know, our our push for harmony and all of that. But who knows? We've kind of got things shifting. And I, I do believe that that we will have things shift to much better times. Like I think once, especially once, yeah, I just think, I really do. I think that, that this coming year we're going to be clear about what's going on and it won't be, you know, hopefully they'll just memory hole this whole crazy experience and everyone gets out alive. But that's kind of it. I would say the most important things for this next few weeks. Make sure that you write stuff down. Oh, one thing I would like to tell you is there is this wonderful company called Ephemeris, which is the thing that we use. I always wonder if I'm pronouncing that right, but I think I am. It's that you'd think I would know considering what I do. Um, but it's the thing we use to locate the um, exact movements of the planets it's like a chart it's like a a table with with the movements of all the planets and the degrees they're in that's what the word means but this wonderful company it makes these really cool very unique because they use your actual birth chart to create like a pendulum it can be on a bracelet or not a pendulum um oh my gosh what is it called when you wear something around your neck okay uh what is it what is that when you not a pendulum I can't even remember the word oh my goodness the thing you wear around your neck and you wear it and it's like a a medallion anyway it's a beautiful wear around your neck thing I, st I still am not remembering it a medallion 
a beautiful medallion. That doesn't sound right. But it, it's got, it's this, like basically an, a jewelry, a form of jewelry that shows your birth chart on it. And, you know, you can wear it around your neck or they've got ones for bracelets. And they also do like um, posters of your specific birth chart, like artwork so you can see it laid out. It's very cool, very unique. And I really think you'll probably love it, especially for like Christmas presents and things. I think you might want to check it out. I will leave a link to that because you get through me, I think you get a 10% discount off of it, which is great. I mean, discounts and deals are fantastic. So I hope you find that interesting. Make sure you check it out because like what a cool gift, especially for an astrology lover, which you must be, or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now. So that is it. I hope that you're able to tap into your deep certainty and knowing and calm hopefully you've been through all this before you know what's coming you you know how to deal with it make sure you write down what you're letting go of and what you're creating that's important and just really stay grounded we need to stay grounded and breathe in the new energy and breathe out the old it's so simple just so simple So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. I very much appreciate it. And I wish you well and happy and abundant for this next new moon cycle and the winter solstice. Thanks for listening. Bye.